Episode 50, Ears for Fears. Welcome to episode number 50 of the Adventures in All I Gang podcast. 50, 50, 50. It's our wow. silver anniversary, folks. We're 50 years old. No, that's not that's not how that works. 50th, <laughs> 50th wedding anniversary, something like that. I don't know. We got married at the age of one. We got married in a fever, hotter than a pepper sprout. I was singing that the other day before this. I was singing like five different songs before our Unsettled Stem yes, game. Yes, you were. It's crazy. You were your own personal Pandora station. I just jumped. But I don't even get the lyrics right. Who cares? But guys, it's it's our 50th episode. Isn't that crazy? That's it is. bonkers. In a month and a half, uh, sometime in July, we'll hit our actual calendar year anniversary. That's crazy. I didn't think it would last this long. A year. Yeah. I mean, definitely our listener base hasn't lasted. Like, it's ridiculous. We have like five people. I think... <laughs> It's just us. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> Please, you people don't fucking know the, the episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't think it would. Yeah, this is this is crazy. Like, this is amazing that we've made it this long. Uh, we uh, one thing I'm really, really proud of us. And this is never this has not always been easy, but we have never missed a release date. We have always released every single Monday hey. since since we started. We are really pushing the boundaries of that of late because <laughs> we're, we're recording yeah. this on a Friday. <laughs> it's due to release on a Monday. But hey, I'm proud of us. Uh, we've, we've stuck to that. And it's not easy to do that. Um, the, uh, the podcast I do with our friend Justin, we've missed tons. And uh, the fact that we've been able to stick to this is, I think, pretty awesome. Uh, but we are 50 episodes in. You all are intermediate tiers, correct? Uh, yeah. How far into your tiers are you? Okay, roughly. Halfway-ish. Really? Halfway. I have, oh, I I'd say that. we're more like a third in. I think Hubert's a little further behind, though. Oh, I, right, because I started later. Because you started with that that crappy character. What was it called again? Uh, no. Chovy, right? I don't remember. Chovy, is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the bad <laughs> characters. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Bon Chovy Yeah, Chovy and Gretel. Oh, Gretel, that's right. Yeah. Do you want to know what happened to Gretel? Got picked up by a hawk and it just got <laughs> devoured no. on a on a cliffside somewhere. It was great. No, no wow. I think we really did like because Coder was pushing like looking for for Gretel. Yeah. So you did a whole thing about how seeing her <laughs> scamper into the woods and. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, so we've had we've had how many deaths? We've had one true death with Chovy. We've gotten possibly we get Bruno and, and Emily have gone, uh, and that's Irwin's dead as well. Who else? Irwin. How could you forget? He's not here. That's right. <laughs> I totally, okay. I totally forgot about Irwin. Uh, Irwin is, and we witnessed. To that. be fair, Irwin is the only confirmed death that the char- that the yes. that the characters really know about. Like Chovy, yeah. who the hell knows who Chovy is? Like, I mean, we know, but yeah, like, he's, he's he's he swam to safety. He's still swimming today. That's that's what it is. Uh, but we're 50 episodes in, which is pretty crazy. Our episodes are average, probably about an hour and a half. So we have around 75 hours of this campaign recorded on tape. Uh, and I would say of all the people here, I am the only one who has listened to all of those hours. <laughs> I'm pretty probably sure. more than once. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Editing. 
uh, gets crazy. But Melissa's been hopping in and doing some editing, which is great. Uh, as we've we've taken on some new shows and some new things, and it's helpful to get some some other eyes on that. So that's cool. Yep. And hearkening back to the first episode, we'll work for a cheese plate. Really? Has all of this been worth a cheese plate? Yeah, really. You start thinking about that. Okay, man. One of the things that really <laughs> frustrates me, this is uh, so when I first loaded up the first three episodes, okay, so this is sort of like a podcast tip that I, I got when we first started. It's like drop like three episodes right off the bat. And that's what I did. And for some reason, when we were, we were originally being hosted by Lipson, uh, and I've since just about a month ago, switched this over to a different place. It's a little cheaper and allows me some more flexibility. But Lipson uh, when I uploaded them, it like put them out of order. So like episode two constantly shows first and then like episode three and then episode one. And it's so irritating to me. People. Yeah. I noticed that when I told someone about it and they said, where's episode one? I'm like, what? It should be there. Well, they're blind because it's like two lines down. They <laughs> it's right next to it. It's in the same screen. Like you should be able to see it, but it's so annoying. And there's no, there was like, I couldn't like, unless I like, all right, I'm just going to cancel the podcast. Start it over. We're not adventures in law yagging anymore. We're something else. And we're going to go from there. So I thought it'd be interesting. Too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So I got uh, I got a question for you all. Uh, Coder, unfortunately, isn't here with us tonight. Uh, he couldn't make it. He is uh, he is fighting the good fight uh, as a as a Walmart, Walmart warrior, Walmart warrior, a manager at Walmart. <laughs> and it's uh, difficult for him sometimes uh, in this uh, this coronavirus situation uh, for him to be able to make it all the time. So I thought really quickly. Uh, why don't you all tell me what's what's like a memorable or favorite moment that you all had something like something that you remember that's cool or interesting or like from from the first 50 episodes. I did not ask them ahead of time. So they got to do this off the top of their head. Now, part of me wants to go to the man that's just so good at improv on the spot, like can't paint. You can't sweat him. at all. He's got no problem. Doesn't get caught up in anything, doesn't get confused, and that's Longley. This guy, no problem. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to Melissa because she's rocking and laughing right now, and it's her <laughs> turn. So give me uh, give me something you remember from the first 50 episodes that you really like. I would say for Zofia, probably the most stressful decision was when we got our asses kicked and I can see Emily being taken away, and I really, really want to stand up and fight and follow or do something and just having to just cower and hide and just let her be taken away. I think that was a super stressful moment for Sophia in the campaign. Sure. That's just something Melissa's characters do in all her campaigns. She just watched people she cares about just get taken and does nothing. Because she did that in our Mutant Year Zero campaign, too. Her brother and got I taken. hear about it every episode of As the Mutant Year Zero campaign. You should be reminded of it. That was a pretty <laughs> fascinating turning point because like Ashley, Ashley decided she wanted to play a different character. And the other thing is that we wanted to get somebody in the group that had heal because we didn't have anyone yeah. to heal. So yeah. just before you guys wipe all the time. Uh, so we decided to do that. Took Emily off Emily off the board, left it open-ended as to what happened to her. Uh, so uh, kind of a mystery. You guys did pursue her, uh, but uh, weren't able to actually catch up with them. And then you just made a choice because you all were beaten and bruised. And yeah. Uh, what about you, Josh? What's a what's a moment from the, the podcast that you, uh, that you found interesting or memorable? I think one of my favorite parts was when we first encountered those uh, what was it like at the witch's hut? I think where we first got the chaos taints. That was like freaking nuts. So the <laughs> like, adversary insane. Yeah, 
actually never seen anything like that. And it's just like everyone has all this crazy shit going on with them. Yep. Yeah. It's really interesting. That was, I don't know, probably two months ago or so. So that was like episode in the 30s, episodes 30s, somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, it wasn't like super long ago, but that was pretty cool. We've got, I think we had three Taints of Chaos because two of them were super noticeable. The one with uh, with Lavinia wasn't too bad because she got puny jumbo. But the feathers for sure and the quado on the back. Uh, for, and Sophia uh, got older. That yeah. wasn't a Taint of Chaos though. That was something else. That was, um, I was, I think it was like a magic spell or something. I can't remember. Yeah. I have, it I, happened I, all around Something the they could time. do. Like they made contact and they could, they, I think they had spells that they could cast. So uh, adversary demons for sure. Uh, all right, Ashley, what about you? Um, one of them's from actually when we first started playing, like before the official podcast, when we fought the prequel episodes, yeah, yeah, the The terrible prequel episodes. Yeah, when Josh and I went and we hunted down the crocodile, yeah, and Emily did this cool thing where she jumped off the ship and just smashed its head in, yeah, super cool. So when I was trying to figure out where to start the podcast, and looking back, I would definitely, I say this to Melissa all the time, like, I wish we would have just started with you guys showing up at the ruin. Like that's first episode one, but we were learning Zweihander. Uh, so this was a new system and we were just kind of getting used to being on mic and stuff like that. So I tried to create kind of a modular opening where let's record. And if it goes well, that's when we start. That's when we're starting the podcast. And the first couple of times we did that <laughs> was bad. Uh, <laughs> But eventually we got a decent one and then we went with that. So like there was a couple, there's maybe two or three episodes. I think I can't remember. It was like probably two or three episodes worth of content that we ended up not releasing. Uh, but looking back, I wish we would have tweaked it uh, a little bit and just like, just God, there's things I look back now. I'm like, Oh, I should have done this. Or I should have done that. So, but that was a good moment that crocodile and stuff. I had like two or three other things that could happen in that adventure that didn't pan out, but it's all good. That would have been cool. But my favorite actual release was my cold open of Lavinia. Yeah. And when I was like, who are you? That was pretty cool. <laughs> yes. And Roderick was up in the tree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, Roderick. He's so much fun. Uh, all right. The man, the myth, the legend, the legendary long. What do you got, man? All right. I'm going to have to go. I guess with player choice, it'd be the part where Hubert had to make the decision of betraying the party. Sort of had that option going for him. And chose to. <laughs> chose to. It's yeah. A interesting there, yeah. It's a little secret, though. It's your little dirty secret that no one knows about. <laughs> and sort of continuing off that arc is pretty much Irwin's death. I thought he played that pretty well. I, uh, yeah, I was so, yeah, it was so cool. Because the other thing is, like, Coder had a fate point. Like, he could have, he could have dropped the fate point, but it just made sense. Uh, he's like, so he was, so it was really cool for him to do it. Uh, so I really appreciate, uh, like, just, just his willingness to be like, you know, this is just, this is the end for the character. Like his, his pride kind of getting in his way. And, uh, it was a horrifying moment. If you think about it, you guys are like on this snowy hillside <laughs> surrounded. And then you just watch him just get totally impaled. So I think we're all jumping out of a wagon too. We're like, yep. let's get out of here. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were like yelling for him to join us and he didn't. And for sure. Yeah. Sophia was very mad at him for dying. Okay. I think he has <laughs> he has death to contend with, and he also has <laughs> Zofia's disappointment. Um, okay, yeah, so that was kind of fun, but like it's it's been a weird road uh, up to where we're at in the story because this story began as a conspiracy detective investigation. Uh, so Melissa and I have been watching Barkskins lately on National Geographic, which is an adaptation of an Annie Prue book, and it's set kind of colonialist times. 
And one of the characters is working for the Hudson Bay Company and they arrive and they're looking for a missing man. And so it's so it's like we've been watching it just the past couple of weeks. I'm like, I'm getting these flashbacks to the beginning, you know, and I wish I'm like, I wish I would have tied Gabriel to you guys more, more than just a job. Like I wanted him, you know, to be be somebody you cared about a little bit more but like we don't even give a crap right now about the gabriel stuff like we dropped the conspiracy a while back just because it just didn't really make sense to like with all these other crap that you were facing with switching out some party members to really continue that that investigation i hope though at some point we're able to cycle back and start getting some resolution uh if circumstances allow because there is some resolution to that like there is like stuff that we could uncover uh but where we're at now is pretty is pretty screwy because we have this this army this big old army of uh, of howling marauders that you faced before that are heading down uh, from the top of the world. This is not something incredibly uncommon, uh, raiding parties and such, but nothing quite so large. And they have taken over basically all of the outskirts of Verdum, all of the farmlands. They've raided and pillaged and killed uh, whatever farmers weren't already in town. And they have more recently taken over the Sunbear Abbey, where one of your friends that you knew, at least a couple of you met uh, early on in the podcast, episode three, Carl Stuber, uh, you you know that he's there because his wife and his daughter uh, are both in town. And speaking of Gabriel, his sister is also in town. They made it out, but Carl did not. Neither did the abbess, uh, who uh, Josh's bear has a wonderful history with. Uh, oh yes she's yeah definitely on your christmas card list uh <laughs> and so the the marauders last you guys know of, at least within the last few days have, have sort of taken up that's their position they've taken that over chadwick might be there bruno might be there who knows uh but you did get information from madeline that there is a potential back way uh into that uh that sunbear abbey if you were to take a boat around the western edge of the ruin uh, up the coast to where the cliff grows and climb up that cliff. There is a hidden jail of sorts. Uh, she was a little cagey <laughs> about what uh, what actually goes on in there, but uh, it's a way to get in. Uh, you also had a uh, interesting conversations with Loudon, uh, Loudon Hertz, who you all befriended when you first got here, episode four or so, or five, something like that. Uh, and he has been taking on somewhat of a leadership role. He's been like a voice of reason, managed to keep Jonas Fur uh, and Ralph Wilhelms from being executed while you were all off on your month long journey uh, to track down Bruno and Chadwick. But uh, they are still jailed. Uh, Conlin Downs, the tailor, he still leads the, the, the council and he is trying, at least from what you can tell, to do the right thing in terms of like beefing up protections on the walls, getting people to, to make armor in the crafts crafters row. But he's also looks to be, at least from some reports, especially Loudon's, that he's overwhelmed. Markov said something similar, is that he's just a little overwhelmed and doesn't really know what he's doing. He's never never had a fight off a war. He's definitely, you know, he's definitely a guy who cares about what happens to the people, it seems, but he certainly doesn't know what to do uh when it comes to this type of situation. When you toured Hubert and uh and Steckus, when you guys toured the the walls, the walls of Verdum are not built to pro- for a prolonged siege. So it's a matter of time. If these marauders want in, they will eventually get in. Uh, and so it's it's more of a matter of, of when, not if. Uh, there also is the case that Loudon has been trying to communicate with Gisela Tripp, 
who Lavinia had a wonderful conversation with uh, back at the mine many episodes ago. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, that, that was one of my favorite things where she just basically scolded. He was like so disappointed. She in takes you. pity on me. Yeah. And he, he has he has sent messengers to try to communicate with her. And he had been keeping up communication. But recently, uh, a pair of his messengers haven't returned. Uh, and they should have. Uh, and that's a little concerning. Uh, and then Markov is getting the hell out of Dodge and has invited uh, the OGs, Bear and Zofia, because they both have useful skills uh, to get on the boat. Uh, Bear for his his laborer and craftsman skills and Zofia for her knowledge of the boat. He is also remorseful that Erwin's not around to help here as well. So we did like a big talk before this episode started, got a lot of our accounting out of the way because uh, we got some purchases and stuff. Uh, to to restock some things. Yeah, we, we have like a battleship with seven cannons on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, different. <laughs> I don't recall that. That uh, I don't think I don't think those opals can be stretched that far. But they did get a bunch of stuff and restocked and upgraded some things here and there. We did that off air. Uh, so you only have to have to listen to our little self indulgent look back uh, before we can actually start this new episode. So we are going to begin. Uh, we're going to say about a day or so has passed since the surgeries, uh, and you are evening time. Uh, at Charlotte's, where Lavinia has been moved and is resting and recuperating in bed. Uh, all of you are here. There are a handful of folks that that Loudon has left with you uh, just to, on the street to kind of help. Uh, but you guys are probably better in a fight than they are if you were at full strength. We'll say everyone's there. We'll say Stekis is off by himself because uh, eating a turkey leg, classic. Uh, and you all can decide what it is that you want to do next. And so I'm kind of curious, what did you all come to? You have a couple different paths. What's the next step for this group? Uh, didn't we want to investigate Conlon and the girl? Yeah, that seemed like the best option because of uh, the party state right now of all the injuries and damaged conditions. Probably best yes. to keep in town until we have to actually get out. Agreed. We are quite injured and climbing up the side of a cliff doesn't seem like the best option right now. Okay, so what we'll say is that uh, you'll go to sleep for the night. We'll go into the next day. Those of you that can function, so mostly Bear at this point, being a crafter himself, we'll probably head to the craft. We'll have like a little montage of Bear going around and doing with like a, a grocery cart, doing like a classic <laughs> shopping spree, just pulling stuff off the off the walls as best he can, selling some furs, trying to find uh, someone to buy the opals or trade the opals for content uh, for something that you can, you can purchase and use. So all of you... We'll go ahead. That'll take a while. And then you yourself, I know we're trying to craft some stuff. I know you were looking interested in crafting a shield. Yes. So there's that as well. Did you already do the rolls for that? Uh, I can do them now. I just needed the good materials. Okay. So go ahead and why don't you just go ahead and roll because we all get a good kick out of when he cannot get Castle Forged. It's always fun. Yeah, that's, that's great. He has uh, performance anxiety. Josh and I used to take shots before we, uh, we recorded too. Oh, I should have done that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. Okay. Nice. 31 needed a 60. So you're able to finally uh, do something right. Uh, <laughs> and you are able to craft uh, the metal shield. It's a metal shield, right? Yeah, metal shield. Okay. It's going to be steel too, so it's not as heavy. It's lighter. Yeah. And you source the materials. There is a lot of material, a lot of raw materials about. Uh, and you can see that there's plenty of people who are been tasked with doing other things. And so you're able to spend that day. And so that'll allow both Lavinia and uh, Zofia to get a recuperation time. Uh, at a certain point on the on the same day, uh, Loudon will stop by to check in on you all, fill you in on things going down in the council. Still 
no release, like no one's really getting let out. Uh, you've noticed that the walls are closed. Uh, and the newest news is that there seems to be a force that is moving up from the Sunbearer Abbey. Uh, not the full force, uh, but people can see it from the walls. There looks to be maybe a forward party that is beginning to establish uh, grounds at the base of the incline that leads up to the cliff atop uh, on top of which Verdum sits. So it looks like there's there's definitely intention at this point. Uh, it's not the full force, but you you can, you know, people people can notice some of the guards, Loudon. There's probably about 20 or so folks that have started to move up. So it looks like something's going to be happening within a, within a short period of time. And then also Loudon uh, throws a little uh, a little piece of cloth in the direction of Hubert. And he says, put this on your head. And it is like a like a ski mask that people use, uh, and uh, you know, when robbing stuff. And so it only really shows your eyes and stuff. So it kind of covers up some of the colorful plumage on your face. Ooh, I immediately put it on. That'll certainly help you as you uh, try to move about town. Uh, you still need to have that heavy robe on or something like that, or a cloak to cover up the rest of you. Uh, unfortunately, he looks at Stekus and says, "There's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> There's no ski mask. It's going to work. Ski mask for the hump." <laughs> <laughs> he has he has matching sweaters, like matching Christmas sweaters, like those ugly sweaters. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's so great. Ah, that's a big fantastic. With a hole in Just- it. Thing one, thing two. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just so many comical things we can do with that. It's so awful if you think about it. Uh, so we'll say that day, a second day passes. So keep track of your recuperation time. You said you wanted healing done, Sophia. Yeah, for every day that we've had downtime, I would want to get healing. Same. This is how I'm going to rule it. Lavinia can't move. Like, she's got her butcher. She's got her butchered leg, and she literally can't move. And so I'm going to say that she's not going to be able to lie there on the bed, and you guys, like, sit on top of her while she patches you up. Uh, so if if you want Lavinia to do it, and the chances of Lavinia healing you are slightly better than if Charlotte tried to do it, uh, then she would need to pop a tincture to be able to move and be functional. Otherwise, uh, you can ask you can ask Charlotte when she comes by and she checks on Lavinia and brings muffins and stuff uh, in in Starbucks, and she'll go ahead and do that for you. Charlotte, please. Okay. Yeah, because I need to get healed as well. So uh, we'll say that she's she'll, she'll take her time on this. Uh, so which means we'll do an extended test. So 75% uh, is what we're looking for here. 36, that first one was for Sophia. The second one is going to be for, uh, oh, actually you were, you, you were Grievous, right? Correct. Okay, still good. Uh, and then for Bear. I'm moderate. Bear, that's a oh, fail. So should I re-rolling? Yeah, do we have the full six or no? Uh, you have- Or five. You should have- you have a total of five, but we used one beforehand because when we were doing our inventory or accounting, Zofia eh. uh, used one. Um, okay. Let's try again. What's the worst that can happen? It's not like in episode 50, I would do anything as crazy as have like this big force attack the town. I wouldn't do that in episode 50, would I? That's not. Nah. All right. 37. So that's good. Uh, and then for Lavinia, what, what tier are you at? Seriously? And 42 is good. So you're all three on that day can get a heal. Um, the next day comes around. And I would say at this point, you're probably finishing up your crafting. Uh, you put everything together. Uh, the, the shopping list, you managed to sell some things. Uh, and Hubert and Stekis, maybe at night, Loudon, you know, before, before morning, takes you out in the cover of darkness so you can get a better look. Uh, you can see that down at the bottom... There are torches and bonfires that are being made. 
and it looks like in the early morning hours when the sun first starts to come up, it definitely looks like some of the wagons have started to move up as well. Uh, and you can see that they're they're building something down there. Uh, you would imagine that they're likely building some kind of siege weaponry, uh, maybe something to take down the wall uh, or the gate uh, from this distance. I know somebody bought a looking glass, so you, I would imagine one of you is looking at the looking glass. So then the next day comes around, and you guys wanted heal, more heals. So Zofia, good. That's a 35. Mine's Bear. A pass. I'm lately, so. Okay, so then that 29 will be good for Lavinia. And so at this point, I think you guys are as healed as you're going to be. Um, okay. All right. Uh, and we already did all the math for bandages and stuff off air because that's boring. So then on that same day, Loudon comes by, and he is continuing to grow concerned. He says, um, my, my friends... Um, I fear that the attack is imminent. I have not gotten word from my my messengers. They haven't returned. I haven't gotten confirmation that we can leave uh, and join Gazella. I worry because it looks as though a storm is brewing, not just the one down the way, but also uh, in the air. Uh, all things are starting to converge at a very terrible point. Um, Carbon still won't allow... Un- allow normal people to leave. Everyone's staying within the walls. He's concerned that uh, anyone going out is is in danger. We tried on the council to to explain to him that uh, we we need we need some sort of uh, backup plan here. We need to get the people to safety. We've had those Gus and Sonia who have any sort of experience explaining to him that the walls will not hold. He's having nothing for it. Uh, he's obviously getting his crafting friends to reinforce the walls, but there's just no time. You can't suddenly rebuild walls. You can't suddenly put up stone walls when we have not the stone because we've cut off the mine. I don't know what your plans are. The situation is quite grim and perilous. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Give me me that mask back. No, it's mine now. (laughs) I don't want to touch it anyway. It's got your feathers on it. Uh, If attack is imminent, we either ditch town without them knowing or we convince them somehow it's the only way so he um he reminds you that he's not even sure if conlin is wanting he, he he's not sure who this is but he just thinks it he like he said he thinks something's up he thinks it's too much of a coincidence that just a short time after the revolt happened to take over the town and in suddenly imprison most of its guards and take its main leadership away, you know, militaristically, not that the wardens are military, but like suddenly this massive force starts coming down. And now Conlon's not letting people leave. Uh, He's very suspicious. And while he does have routes out of town, uh, he doesn't know if he can get the entire populace out of town through those routes. What is the population? Uh, In Verdum, at this point, uh, since it's all kind of split up, probably 150 to 200 people. Hmm. We should find the leak and deal with that. Cut their source of communication with the marauders. It could be Conlon himself. I have spoken with others, and we are suspicious of your man Grizz. We know where he stands. Uh, I'm not sure if he's got a brain or if he's just a unleashed rabid dog. And then there's that woman, Bianna, who sits in on all the council meetings and has no real right to be there. Grizz is always in the doorway listening as well. And then there's Conlon himself. Might we be able to create some sort of a 
meeting with Conlon's separate from both Vienna and Grizz? Uh, without at least one of his primary allies, I'm not sure if that's possible. Not at least without, oh, breaking a few rules here or there, or using force. I don't know if if he would be amenable to that. At least one is always by his side. In addition, Grizz seems to bring around a handful of others who are serving as his personal protection. So we either work up the chain and start with the Grizz, isolate him somehow hmm. to get information because we know almost nothing. Yeah, someone to, has to be leaving town to like communicate with them. Maybe we could check around the outskirts or try and keep a watch, see who's getting out. I have men and women at each gate that I do trust. And at least during their watches, the gates don't open. Not even for Conlon's own. No one has come in and out, as far as I can tell. Well, we have come in. Yes. And I have sent others through less than um, well-known means. But if that's the case, if they're leaving through these same same stealth ways, then that's certainly something we should look into. Are you up for this? And he's like looking at Lavinia, who whose leg is terrible. She's looking at Zofia, who's got bandages wrapped around her head still. Despite our injured state, we recognize the danger that the town is in and are happy to offer our services to help weed out whatever forces are kind of undermining the decision-making here for this town. We're going to start with Grizz, just kind of tail him. Okay. So who wants to get in on that? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm capable. Okay. Yeah, we're, we'll need as many people as we can, so you don't get messed up again. And I had offered to be bait for that as well. Okay. To try to you know find somewhere to corner him. So one of the things when we come back in that we can ask Loudon is, you know, is there somewhere that maybe I could be bait that we could try to get Grizz to follow me? And that would be a good place that we could try to detain him. If you go to the box elder, you drink, you catch his attention, you leave, walk to a specific location where your larger friends here are waiting, maybe you're willing to take that risk. Is there a, a barn or somewhere that we could lure him to that no one would notice if we tried to keep him? He, uh, he'll he offer up like his, his little stables area, which is a, a decent walk, however, though. So hopefully they don't catch up with you before you get to it. It's the only thing he has full control over. That would be most helpful. Okay, do you want to do this at night or are you doing this in the broad of daylight? Nighttime. Okay, so, I mean, you could do it tonight. You've all done two days worth of healing. So, Lavinia, are, what's your plans on, on this? How, how are you going to be part of this? I have a hunting bow. I can cast magic. Yeah, but are you taking a tincture to be able to move there? I would have to, unless mm-hmm. they, like, move me into Loudon's Lodge and I'm sitting in a room and I can view. It's not, no, it's, it's, it's a stables. It's like a crappy stables. Like, there's. Okay, yeah, then I'll have to, I'll have to pop a tincture for that. Okay. So, imagine her laying in bed trying to shoot her bow and arrow. No, it would be smells. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so yeah, he, he he goes to make arrangements to make sure that there's nobody in the back uh of the dormitory to give you some free reign. Uh where's in terms of this little this little plan, um assume Stekis will probably be by Lavinia just for ease. Uh what are Hubert and Bear gonna do? Close the doors once they 
run in. There's no way out. Are any of you going to be uh, following him or following, or are you all just going to be waiting? I don't know that I want to be by myself walking through with him because he's already caught up to me and kicked my ass before. Mm. I'd probably trail him as well. Okay. Make sure he makes it to the destination. What about you, Bear? Yeah, I'll wait at the barn, I guess, where okay. we're supposed to be learning him to. Okay. I'd probably prefer you to be shadowing if at all possible. Uh, can I keep two up? people waiting? What do you mean? Uh, like in the chase, am I able to like keep up with them? It's, I don't think it's so much. A, like, I think the plan was to lure him, so it's less of a chase and more of just like people walking or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll wait there then. Okay. All right. So you go ahead. You got your plan. Uh, so those of you that are heading over to so Stekis and Lavinia, you uh, head over to the stables. The rest of you are heading over towards the box elder. Uh, you go inside there, Zofia, start drinking a little bit. You see Markov, who kind of gives you a kind of a sidelong look as if he's expecting some sort of response from you. Um, Bear, do you go inside uh, or do you uh, wait outside on the street? Yeah, I'll be drinking with there. Okay. So the two of you are drinking away. Uh, you're both a couple times Markov uh, come over to your table. Uh, he will deliver your drinks personally and he'll giving you he'll give you kind of like a, this knowing look as if he's expecting some kind of answer from you. Do you guys do anything for, with that? I will give him a very vague non-committal, you know, kind of a like a wink that I understand what he's saying, but I'm not necessarily responding to the implied question i think the wink like, is it interpreted as yeah like, i don't really <laughs> i don't really feel like that's a, it's a really complicated message to get, to try to convey the wink uh okay so you you don't answer him it's like bring my hand up like not yet kind of thing he will lean down between both of you and whisper uh so that only the two of you can hear it clock is ticking and then he will go ahead and depart at that point uh, so the two of you hang around for a bit, uh, and eventually uh, Grizz does catch your eye, um, and he sees you, kind of stares at you, almost surprised to see you there, uh, and he gets this shit-eating grin across his face, um, and you can see him make like a little motion uh, to a couple of the people who are with him, and you can see the two folks just begin to meander into the main the main area of the tavern. Uh, as opposed to being in the back with him. And they just take up position. They don't like do anything with you specifically. Like One of them's over by the bar. One of them's kind of over by the door. And they're just kind of part of the crowd, but also keeping an eye on you. And you can tell this is happening. And Sophia is going to act much more intoxicated than she is. Okay. So she's really just been, you know, kind of sipping on her drink. But she's going to act as if she's a... Okay. Can you roll a guile, guile test for us then? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll say make this like... Uh, just make this easy. I think it's easy enough to fake like you're super intoxicated. I can just picture a valley girl. Oh my god. <laughs> Bear, you're so hilarious. <laughs> That's a 20 and a pass. Okay. Uh, Bear, are you actually drinking? Yeah. I think I'll actually get drunk. Okay. So uh, 3d10. Okay. Right. Uh, so yeah, if you're foregoing the toughness check, just go ahead and roll your you can roll your your peril 3d10 plus 3 yeah okay so take that amount and then so a couple hours pass and finally it it seems like people are starting to clear out a bit so at a certain point it might be a little bit more dangerous to wait around and so you probably time it so it's a good time to leave 
Yeah, I would definitely want to kind of leave in a crowd because obviously he's going to know that I've left and it gives us a little bit of cover as we're leaving. So you wait to see until a handful of folks leave all at the same time and then the two of you get up and you start uh, you start trying to blend in them in with them and kind of move. Um, and you can tell when you uh, when you walk out that Grizz uh, has has gotten up uh, and you can see that the two to two folks uh, that he has in the bar have started to move as well uh, towards the front door, kind of getting caught up, a little bit lost in the shuffle, a few steps behind. Uh, you pass by Hubert on the way out. You have a split second to try to convey something to Hubert uh, before the uh, the folks, the Grizz and his folks, kind of get outside onto the onto the street. So quick, literally a quick message if you want to say something. Just a. Uh, um kind of shaking my head in the direction of kind of a nonverbal, like, let's go, we're on. Okay. All right, that, that'll fall back into the shadows and try to stealth follow. Okay, go ahead and roll a stealth test. Would you like to re-roll that, that 68? Ah, uh, the classic question. Yeah, you know it's coming. You got three more left tonight. What do you got? You know what? In this case, I'll do it. All right. I'll actually re-roll it. Crit fail. Here it comes. All right, 32, much better. All right. So Bear and Zofia, you're just walking normally, right? You're not trying to stealth. Uh, you're not trying to, to do anything in particular. You're just moving nonchalantly, right? I would say moving on the swift end of nonchalant, like not running, <laughs> okay. but not like moving. On a scale of <laughs> it's a tiptoeing <laughs> to moseying, where would you be? Uh, okay, so you start heading across and... Um, you, I would imagine, are probably trying to stick on streets where there's people. Uh, and eventually, uh, you do get to a point where the the streets become a little less uh, less crowded. The, the, it's a little dark. Some lamps that are up. Uh, you can see light coming out in the, in the street from the windows of, of people's homes. Um, but you're able to get across the way to the dormitory uh, and you can see that the dormitory has lights coming out of the first and second story. Uh, but as you move around the side of the dormitory, you can see the little farms and garden stuff that, that Loudon has set up. There's no one back there. And you also don't see the, uh, the stable boy that is almost always back there and actually kind of lives back there. Um, you head back and uh, you move into the stables. And where right now would you say Lavinia is? This stables is not very big. Uh, it's got enough for probably two large horses and a couple like smaller, uh, smaller animals. Um, but it's not huge. Does it have like the typical like little brief like kind of rafter up top or no? No, it's not a barn. Uh, so it's. Uh, I'm not thinking like a full rafter. I'm thinking of like maybe like a almost like a shelf with like some hay. Uh, I wasn't thinking that. That's that sounds a little bit like a barn to me. Uh, oh, okay, so yeah, I was thinking more of just a place where like you like a little box and you put in put animals in there. Got it. Okay. You can make a stealth test if you want to hide inside. Uh, otherwise, like I can say, you can probably just hide outside somewhere without having to roll stealth if you want. Um, I would say Lavinia is probably hiding outside. Okay. Uh, Stekus will go ahead and stick with you, uh, since you've been the most injured and, and he'll, he'll be grumbling and be really mad about it. And he'll talk about how much he likes fighting and then he'll punch the wall. And, uh, 
And then, uh, and then you you watch as Bear and Zofia uh, enter the stables at that point. And Bear will be like, "Oh, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. I need to go off to the side. I'll kind of stumble in there." Okay. Yeah, and then off to the side, and then I'll go like off to the other side. Moments later, the uh, the doors to the the stables begin to creak open. Uh, do either of you have light sources out? No. What about you, Sophia? Sure. Okay. So they immediately see you when you come in. When they come in, and they're like, "Come out, come out, wherever you are." And they come in. There we are. Got some unfinished business. Looks like it's uh. Looks like the doctor's uh, fixed you up good. Guess we're going to have to remedy that, huh? Mm, that's what you always, you're always full of talk and keep coming back. Okay. Uh, so at this point, those of you who are outside, Hubert, Steckis, uh, Lavinia, you see the doors open up. You hear voices. Uh, what are you all doing? You see there's three of them. There's Gris and there's two others. Pretty standard. They've all gone inside? Uh, no, they're kind of like standing at the door. As the doors are opening up. I'm assuming this is a one-way in. Uh, yeah, definitely a one-way in. And your 32 was enough to, uh, to to basically be hidden. I'm giving you guys... This is your surprise round. So if there's something the three of you want to do... Surround them, basically, I think. is Okay. Do you do anything other than surround them? Like, you can move and get closer, but then you still have other AP to do things. Yeah, I kind of want to get in engagement if possible. Okay. Are you going to attack or no? Yeah, I was going to issue a challenge to one of them and then... See if I can knock him out. All right, so you come slinking out. Uh, since it's a surprise round, I'm not going to hold you to your to your initiative scores, so the three of you can do stuff. Uh, you'll you'll slink up. There's two lackeys, and then there's Grizz himself. Who are you issuing a challenge to? You'll take an AP to move up into relative proximity of them. What do you want to do? Uh, if I can get engagement with Grizz, uh, I'm going to just go for it. Okay, so you'll, you'll just charge up behind him, uh, and then what are you doing? I'll throw a rucksack over his head, issue the challenge, and then go for, I think it's knockout, right? You're putting a rucksack over his head? Yeah, it's the knockout perilous stunt. Okay. All right, so you're going up, you issue your challenge, and you just want to knock him out. Okay, so go ahead and okay. roll your knockout check. He's surprised, so I don't get the resist. It's athletics. Uh, I passed it. Okay. So uh, so those, so Lavinia and Stekis, uh, as you're slowly creeping out from wherever you were hiding, probably in the fields mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you see that it started as here comes slinking out of the shadows that even the two of you didn't see him. Hubert comes <laughs> coming in, caw, caw, and then just <laughs> whacks him over the back of the head. And you see Gris as he's just laughing and he's got this horrible look on his face. Like, we've got unfinished business there, little one. And then all of a sudden, conk, and he collapses to the ground. The two lackeys turn around uh, and uh, look to be surprised. Um, so Lavinia, you have an action if you want one. Um, I would say Stekis would probably do the same thing in Lavinia. I want to cast um, Pillar, no, Crown of Thorns on one of the lackeys. Okay, so we'll have Stekis go and try to knock out one of the other lackeys. So I'm rolling an athletics for him. Uh, and then you're going to cast Crown of Thorns. And that's a that's a success with a 36 for Stekis. So Stekis will follow the lead of... Uh, of Hubert and one of the lackeys get conked out uh, and there's one left. So then I'll cast on that one and I pass. So that means uh, foe immediately take 1d10 plus 1d10 plus WB yeah and damage and my WB 
is three. So my D10, so 11. 11 points will move it down uh, on the track. Uh, I think only one step, however, but yeah. I also dealt 12 peril damage to Grizz, if that matters. Yeah, it's the knockout. I got to roll the same thing for... Oh, look at that. Stekis did better. Uh, Okay. Um, And so two of them are knocked out for... What's your your brawn bonus? Six. Okay, so for six rounds. Uh, So, okay, so we got some damage under this one. And so now we'll go ahead and we'll start up the actual round of combat. Uh, this one's going to go ahead and get to go first, in fact, because you all rolled 15 and lower. This is 16. Uh, so this one, seeing what just happened, seeing the, all of you sneak up on it, it's going to run. <laughs> so I'm just going to go and just run in a flat-out sprint, uh, so using the actual action. Uh, so either Stekis or Hubert can take an opportunity attack. We'll make it. We'll make it Hubert in this case, if you want to. Is this this person is definitely fleeing. Smart choice. I'll just let him run. Okay, fair enough. Oh, we don't want witnesses. They, uh, he said it. So that can one's we have a- Stekis opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> I think he definitely would. If yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead and opportunity attack on Stekis. All right, so let me pull up his character sheet. So he'll take a swing with his Morgan Stern. Uh, we'll go ahead and give him a plus ten modifier. Uh, and he rolls a 23, does nine damage. Oh, that's a crappy roll for damage, but still enough to knock them down one more step on the track uh, to moderately. I'll roll a d6 for the mod, and I'm good on da- I'm good on injury as the uh, the mace manages to to cleave right across the guy's shoulder, uh, but he yelps in pains and just starts running like help. He starts screaming as he's running away. Um, okay, so then Lavinia, it's your turn. Uh, since he's still in sight, uh, I'm going to cast Crown of Thorns again. Let me actually roll to see if he's actually still in sight. We're not in like open fields or anything. Uh, he is, uh, he manages to slink around the dormitory. You'd have to move, but you could. So you go ahead and move and then he builds. So I'll move and I'll cast. Yeah. Uh, still standard? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's actually the difficulty of the spell. This is going to be the new thing that's oh, going to yeah. piss me off. It's, gonna, it. it's only Ashley. It's going to actually it'll be long and unsettled stem too. Your difficulty derives from. Uh, Would you ask him so I can remember this? Uh, so the difficulty <laughs> of the st- spell determines uh, whether it's like standard, routine, petty, challenging. Betty, let's see your generalist determines yeah. the difficulty. Oh, okay. Okay, I can modify it if circumstances require it, but in this case, there's nothing that would really require it. All right. Boom. Roll another d10. Two. Uh, two plus three, uh, your WB, so five total, which is not enough to move them down there. Did I double roll? Because there's a 10 that I did first. Oh, is that is that yours? Yeah, okay. my mouse double clicks. Uh, okay, so then that's 13. That'll be enough to move them two steps. Uh, so they will move to grievously, because they were at moderately, now they're at grievously, so I'll roll my 3d6s. That is a grievous injury. As a six pops up, and I will go ahead and uh, I'll use Bear's token for this. But okay. So this is a spell that does injuries. Oh, that's right. Does your spell do injuries? Uh oh yeah, spells don't. No. Uh, some of them do, but not this one. Uh, okay. Um, 
so that thing is certainly. He's, oh, wait, oof, he oof, needs oof. to from the previous one before he can run. He needs so he suffers a negative 10 base chance to all skill tests for the duration of the spell. Mm-hmm. And he also has to resist a resolve test. So for the first one and second. Oh, OK, so he actually can resist. Not upset. It's a brand new spell. It's OK. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, he would have resisted the first one with a 13. Okay. And the second one, 86, he would have failed. Okay. okay. So he is not grievously, but he's he's taken some damage. Uh, yeah. But he's at this point, he has made it out uh, down the alleyway towards the street, uh, out in front of the dormitory. Uh, Stekas okay. will go next. Stekas will chase after him. Uh, but Stekas, let me check his movement to see if he can get there in two moves. Stekas only has two movements, uh, which means he can go only 18 yards. This guy ran, so he's not going to be able to catch up with him in two in two moves. Uh, do you want him to chase after him or not? Well, he can't move when he's under that spell, right? No, yeah, yeah. It, has, it just does damage. Yeah. Oh, well, it says he's prone and held in place. Isn't that for a crit? No, that's if I crit no? fail. I am. Yeah. After successfully casting the spell, your foe immediately suffers 1d10 plus WB and damage. In addition, they suffer a minus 10 base chance to all skill tests for the duration of the spell. Your foe can successfully resist with a resolve test when the spell is cast or at the beginning of their subsequent turns. That's successful. The one underneath it is the critical oh. success. The one underneath it is a critical fair. And that's where she Got would it. become prostrate. That's and for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. All right. So uh, do you want him to chase? Yes. Witnesses are bad. Okay, so he'll just run, uh, and he'll get into engagement range, but he actually can't attack. He has to use all three of points of his movement to chase him down. Uh, Bear, what do you want to do? You are inside the barn, or the barn. Look what you made me do, Ashley. You're inside the stables. You just saw all this stuff go down. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, how long were they knocked out for? Uh, six, six rounds. Six rounds. Yeah. Oh, six rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go support. Stekis, I'll go run out. Okay, so you're run out. You're a little bit further behind, but you can. You're in. You get. You're in vision of them. So, yeah. Zofia, what do you want to do? So, how far away would you say that I am from Grizz? Uh, he's on the ground, right in front of the stables. So, like ten yards. Okay. So I want to. Could agree. No. 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 <laughs> now, basically, we want to get him like tied up, and. Hogtied and gagged. Yes, that is what I would like to do. Okay, so you're going to go over and you're going to begin batting. No problem. Uh, yep. and, and then Hubert, what do you want to do? I'll take care of the lackey. Tie him up. Okay, tie him up. Just Kudagra. kill him. You don't need him. Okay. He doesn't have info. <laughs> Just a lackey. Uh, all right, back to the top. This guy will continue to run onto the street at this point, shouting and shouting and shouting. Uh, and you see a couple people uh, starting to pop out of their homes. Uh, I would say Stekis and Bear can start to see this. Um, as he's on the street now, uh, effectively about 24 yards away uh, from where uh, Stekus was. Stekus will take a opportunity attack. Uh, I'm just going to roll D100. Roll to five. That'll be a hit. Uh, so his damage, he's got the Morgenstern. So the Morgenstern is CB plus two. So we do alternate damage. His CB is... is Six plus two is eight. It's enough to move them down one, which will put them back towards Grievous now. This actually, I do have to roll for an injury, and I will be clear of an injury with a one, five, and a four. Unless you all want to spend 
a fortune point to turn. Well, it is vicious, mm-hmm. so we need to roll one d six to oh, determine. I got to roll an extra one. Yeah. So I got to roll another one, and it's also a one. So, do you want to spend a fortune point to turn one of those into a six to do to potentially do a grievous injury? Yes. Before this person can run directly onto the street. Okay. I would like that. Yes. All right. So, since we're all kind of group running, uh, running Stekas here. And I will go ahead and, again, I'm just using Bear just to run the macro. So he's going to cleave him right across the head and just take the ear off. Uh, And so until fully recuperated, this person can't hear as they're in pain. Uh, Yeah, so they just, there's an ear flopping around on the ground. Gross. But they're able to get onto the street and start screaming. I feel like Stekas would be very happy with that outcome. Taking guy's ear out. And he's going to pick I it up, like eat it like a Dorito. He's just dead. <laughs> uh, then it's Lavinia's turn. Uh, so you were a little bit further behind. This thing has just ran out into the street. Probably don't have vision anymore. Uh, but you can probably get into range to, to cast again. I would probably want two AP uh, to be able to get to, to get sight of him. And then you'll still have one AP if there's something you wanted to do. Okay, I'll, I'll do two to move, one to cast. Okay. When you get on the street, it's very dark but there are some lampposts here and there, and you can see that there's lights from homes. You don't currently see anybody out immediately on the street, but you do see people leaning out of their windows and doors trying to see what the hell is going on with this yelling. Okay. Okay, so you're going to cast. Yep. Okay, go ahead and do it. Yes, got my D10. Okay, successful. I'm going to roll the resolve resist. Uh, I roll a crit fail on my resolve resist. Sweet, and I rolled a ten. And that's gonna—you're gonna see uh, how you're gonna see that his brain just uh, begins to, or his head just begins to kind of almost poof on fire a little bit as it kind of caves in on itself, and he just falls to the ground. He's just screaming and shouting, and he falls dead onto the ground. So now we are going to hide. Okay. So you see, uh, you hear. Let me roll a d100 here. Uh, Above 50 is bad, below 50. 50 and below is good uh, in terms of... I don't of... know it was We could just leave them there, right? Okay. That's bad. You hear... So you see people coming out onto the street now to investigate this body on the ground. Like, uh, what the hell just happened to this one? Um, Lavinia, why don't you roll a stealth test to see if you can quickly hide and hopefully no one sees? Because you did just cast a spell. And there's no necessarily reason that people would have seen that. So roll a stealth. You guys are terrible. You just killed a man. All right. Uh, so that's a 12. Um, so I pass. So you quickly duck into the, you know, into the, into the shadows. Stekas hasn't actually gone yet. He goes next and he hasn't run out onto the street. Seeing the body dead on the ground, I would imagine you probably tell him to hide. And so I'll let him go ahead and hide as well. And he rolls a 29, which is pretty solid as well. And so the two of you hide out in the alleyway. Uh, and, as you're watching, several people start moving out onto the street, and it's not going to be possible to go get him without alerting other people. Do you do you leave him there and go back to the stables, or do the two of you go and try to investigate or do something He's with this body? Dead, right? Uh, it certainly looked that way. Yeah. Okay, then I we would just leave it and honestly, and just go. Okay. So there is a man who inexplicably was just shouting for help, and his just fell down dead on the ground. Go ahead and make a note as that's going to come back somehow. Okay. Uh, you head back to the to the to the stables area and you can see that both the lackey and Grizz have been bound and gagged, haven't yet come to consciousness. Where do you want to go with them? What do you want to do with them? I mean, no one knows this place, right? Just... 
pull up in here? Uh, Loudon did clear the area, made sure that there was no one back here tonight for you guys. How easy? Are there people around? Like, are they? Would they be able to hear if people were shouting in here? The people yes. in the dormitory most certainly would be able to hear you because the dormitory is like fifty to sixty yards away from the stables on the other side of these uh, series of gardens uh, and uh, and little tiny patches of of uh, places where they normally grow veggies and stuff like that. All right. That might be a problem. We need to go to a more isolated area. We could probably also safely assume that since uh, one of Grizz's lackeys we left dead on the street, people are going to start looking for Grizz. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Um, you do know that Loudon does have some kind of way into the sewers uh, nearby. Yeah, I think they told at- us about it, like with the little wave marks or something. Yeah, turn left at all yeah. the waves. Yeah, and it came from the stable. Okay. Uh, so okay, we'll say that you we'll say that you would probably have, have known that. And so you can go ahead and in the time in which that they are still knocked out, you can try, try to drag them into the sewers before they wake up. And suddenly they wake up and they are. Uh, they, I know Grizz has a sack over his head. We and did so gag them. They're and uh, you are in this this incomplete sewer. That they have not yet finished. You got, you got all sorts of weird, smelly, cold liquid on your feet. Uh, the walls themselves are rocky. Uh, what do you want to do? It's interrogation time. Best so we'll, time. I'll just throw them, have them seated up somewhere. Okay. That's the wall. So you find a little wall, a little bit of the ways away from the entrance. Slam them up against the walls themselves and uh, take off their, their hoods uh, and... What do you say? And he's just staring hate, hate at all of you. The lackey genuinely looks concerned. All right, Grizz. We know the town's in trouble, but you seem unfazed. What do you know? And is, is this gag off? Yeah, we'll run gag off so I can speak. I know you're fucking dead is what I know. I know all of you are fucking dead. That's what I'll know. You let us go now, and I'll let it be easy and sweet. But if you don't let us go, it's going to be long and fucking painful, I guarantee. That's some big words coming from someone in a tough situation right now. Who's, who do you, why are you saying we're going to be dead? Because I'm going to fucking kill you. The minute Colin hears what you fucking did to us. There ain't going to be a single place you can fucking hide in this city or on this whole fucking land. We'll hunt you down. We'll rip you piece to piece. We're going to feed you the fucking marauders out there if we've got to. And once we kill you, who's going to tell Conlon that we killed you? One of mine, I'm sure. I only see another one. One of them got away. That's right. (laughs) So you think... So I think I can fucking do math. There were three. Now there's two. Clearly mm. it got away. You're so, so intelligent, aren't you, Grizz? I like to think so, yeah. Really? Yeah, Just I do. Sort of like a rabid dog on a leash, you would say, right? Rabid dog on a leash? Hmm. Oh, I don't know fucking leash. I mean, and she'll tug on the rope that they've got around him. I meant metaphorically. a little bit. <laughs> I was using your metaphor. Uh-huh. And uh, Lavinia will be like, look at uh, Zofia. 
Do you still have that poison, love? And she'll hold her hand out. Indeed I do. Would you like spider or snake? Poison's a coward's weapon. Uh, so does the person who deserves a coward's death. And what are you more afraid of, Grizz? Snakes or spiders? I ain't a fucking afraid of you. I ain't afraid of spiders and I ain't afraid of snakes. You did. And she'll just kind of laugh. So, and, um, Hubert, could you, could you get your, your wonderful new weapon out for me, please? You think Corlin's just gonna suddenly notice that one of his right hand man's disappeared and not do nothing about it? <laughs> you stupid fucking idiots. You've been in town three days, you suddenly return and I'll suddenly go missing. You think he's not gonna be able to put that together? Oh, most of us are bedridden, didn't you know? You injured us terribly. Yeah, you everyone witnessed it. What do you mean? We were in the fucking sewer where I hit you. No one saw it. Oh, when we were running through Trader's Row, trying to get healed as you were chasing after us? Hey, I was chasing after folks that thought we thought they were mutants. This one looks like a fucking bird. How do we know they're not one of them marauders down there with the technical arms and such? How's this any different? Look at that thing coming out of that one's back. And Olivia will just roll her eyes. And So, tell me, how come the Marauders are, have been allowed to get so close? Are you the one spreading information? <laughs> spreading that? What are you mean allowed to? They fucking outnumber us. Are you crazy? Really? So... You expect us to believe that the town gets overrun, Conlin finally gets in power, and now suddenly we're all going to die to the Marauders? We ain't going to fucking die. Oh, and you think these walls are going to protect us? Of course we're going to protect Conlin's out of there. What's wrong with you? you? Haven't you seen how nervous Conlin has been? Of course. You think He's we fucking can anxious. the walls? He's stressed. He's got a lot on his plate. Really? And you're helping him? I'm doing what I can, protecting his backside, I am. From folks like you, cowardly fuckers who would poison him. You think we want to poison Conlin? We would have left you alone if you left us alone, but you were the one who forced our hand. Fucking criminals, you're the ones who started it. Fucking attacking a man in the middle of a a fawn, beautiful knight, stealing his possessions. Trying to weasel into our little conspiracy, sodding with the government, sodding with the monarchy. You're just a bunch of fucking cowards and traitors to the very folk who built this place. And he spits in your direction. That's fine. Uh, and Lavinia's just kind of like done with him. Lavinia's ready to kill him at this point. No, Zofia, we... do you have any more questions? It, it just seems unlikely to me. I mean, you're just tough person and you're you're following this leader air quote that is sort of hiding himself in a bunker and not allowing actual plans I'm following to happen. a fucking leader who took over the fucking town is what I'm doing he was clever enough and smart enough to take the fucking town so yeah I'm following the leader 
we all got our fucking skills. I ain't the smartest knife in the drawer, all right? But I know what I can do, and I know what he can do, and he got us the fucking town, did he not? The Umbart Noor got the town. No, so where they, are they now? didn't. They didn't do shit down there. They were up on their fucking nest. They had some sort of repercussions they were bringing to the governor. They weren't doing nothing here. They said, no, they don't even want to step foot in this place. Would it surprise you to know we actually assisted the Umbat Noor up in the nest? That's not so what we I actually fucking heard. That's were not very what much I heard. on the same side. Mm, I don't we did think so. nothing to stand in the way of the overthrow of the monarchy. Mm. We did nothing to stand in that way. You fucking attack me. You took my book. You started spreading sending all sorts of information. Oh. You talked to fucking Wilhelms. You turned him you turned me into him. Yeah. Tough man like you is so worried about getting beat up by a teenage girl. Just saying, we gotta keep everything in-house. You were threatening everything we've been working for. Then everything happened just fine. You're so worried, and everything worked out. Except now you're all gonna die, because the marauders out there are going to walk over that wooden fence like it's toothpicks. Have you seen these people? Ew, have you girl. seen the war machines that they have? Have you seen the numbers that they have? Because we have actually fought them. We have actually survived fighting some of them. And oh, you, really? hiding behind this toothpick castle, are going to die. Where's your fucking pirate friend? I heard you got a pirate friend. Lavinia's gonna pull out her shiv and cut his finger off. Okay. Oh. All right. So at this point, you've probably accrued too much corruption to be able to cast anymore. With the, that's fine. Okay. So we'll we'll add it up later. But um, wait. If you accrue c- corruption, you can't cast. Or yeah. Yeah. If you get that's past, a Lavinia thing. That's a me thing. Okay. Oh. Uh, so yeah, you are you have between attacking a dude who's trying to flee <laughs> uh, and cutting a dude's finger off, and uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so uh, he's gonna he'll he'll actually let me see what he does. Roll a little toughness test. He will uh, scream out in pain, and uh, yeah, he'll he'll he won't he won't show like this. Uh, he he he'll definitely looks it hurt, <laughs> and he's freaking out at this point. Uh, Lavinia will kind of crouch down in front of him. Uh, so perhaps if you don't want me to continue the slow and easy route that you so think I have, then you should tell me something of interest. I fucking tell you. Well, uh, no. You ask me questions, I fucking answer them. If you're so smart, then tell me something. I never said I was smart. I quite literally said I was not the smartest knife in the fucking drawer. Shit is right. (laughs) 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 Tell me, Grizz. Is somebody leaking information from the town to the Marauders? From the fo- I don't know everyone in the town. That's crazy. Why would anyone do that? What's wrong with you? Him fucking evil incarnate up there. What can you tell me about Conlon's friend? His left hand man instead or woman instead of you. Bianna. Yes. Uh, I don't. I don't know much about her. He gets kind of a little cagey. I, I do you know. want to lose another finger? Roll an interrogation test. Okay. Intimidation? No, interrogation. Like you're literally oh. cutting him to pieces and physically harming him. This is interrogation. I wish I had big sis. Oh, oh poor fail. big sis. Yeah. Anyone <laughs> ha- does anyone actually have interrogation? I don't think anyone does. Does Stekas have uh-uh. it? Uh, let's take a look. 
I know he's got intimidate. But I feel like I'm playing more evil than I normally would because Stekus isn't here to do it. Nope, you're doing it. This is what but you're doing. I know. Uh, no, he doesn't have it. Okay. Roll an interrogation. Uh, roll an interrogation. Uh, flip the fail. Uh, I mean, you already cut him, so we'll make it easy. Get him bound. Easy. This is fun. We haven't done an interrogation test yet. Ooh, nice. Yes. Oh my God. Needed a 69, yes. rolled a 34, and even with flip the fail, that's a success. Nice. So he's saying, oh, okay, okay. I want your word, you let me go. I want your word, you let I want us your word both go. That you won't tell them about us interrogating you. That you won't tell Conlin or anyone else. We've had some. Perhaps we've all gotten off on the wrong foot. And the way all can just water under the bridge. Sure. Sure. Tell me about. Tell me about her. She's uh, she's a weird one. That one I don't. I don't much trust her. She uh, uh, she 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 casts spells and and such. She she makes her eyes all pink. And she she can bend metal and. And such. There was this one other fella that got on her face once and she just reached out and touched his touched his sword and it just fell limp. Uh, never seen anything like it. It's very I don't like it. She's got a she's got a place that she goes just outside town down the cliff uh, a few ways. I don't know what she does there but she's got you know her own folk She's always in his ear, you know. She's she's the one who helped him with some of the, you know, the plans and, and such. And, and all I know, I don't know. I don't know nothing about no fucking marauders. I, I don't know. Has Conlon changed since she's become his left-hand woman? Have you noticed a difference? Uh, he just seems, he seems tired and, and anxious, but it's just, you know, he's got all the town to lead. You know, he's got, he had a fucking revolution to lead and now he's got a town to lead. It's a lot of stress on a man. Does he seem more tired though when he deals with her? Is she casting magic on him? I don't know if she's casting magic on her. I don't fucking touch that shit. Do you, I'm obvious you can't see it, but. Well, you asked me that. (laughs) (laughs) No, she just means like, you know, have you noticed like, like a difference, like, you know, in his behavior? Uh, Zofia would also ask like, are there times when he sends you away? Are there times when you are not yeah, allowed yeah. to be in the room when she is there? Yeah, I run errands and such for him, you know? Fetch this, fetch that, that kind of thing. How Does it ever seem she... suspicious that it's always when she's around that you get sent away? I don't find it suspicious. If you want to find her suspicious this year, he's, he's more... I don't like her. She gives me the willies, but it's about it. She doesn't talk to us at all. Only really talks to him and a few of the others that she brought along with us. I don't Where'd really... she come from? I don't know, actually. I don't really recognise the two folks that she's got with her, either. What are their names? I, I don't know their names. I don't know if they've got names. They just... They don't come into the council room. They don't... They don't really do much talking. She, she talks to them and... They go off with her, and, and they that big ones. Is what they are, you know, big folk. Like this one, 
kind of nods over at Bear. They they do the things that, you know, need doing, I think. Don't you find it weird that you worked your way up to get where you are and she just came in and she's given this place? No, she's been... position? She's been around for a while. Like, she ain't no or nothing. Like, well, like you misunderstand. She's been part of the movement for for months, at least. It's mm, not longer. Okay. Is she Unbat Nor? Nah. Nah, I don't... Maybe. So she wasn't brought into the town like everyone else? She just showed up? I mean, I assume... I don't know everyone here. No one knows everyone here, you know. Everyone's got this story. I don't even know this one. I'm gonna nod over at Lavinia. I don't, I don't know you. We know Conlon's father wrote the book. Yeah? So? Gabriel had the book... And he's looking for Witchstone. Do you know if Brianna has Witchstone? Access to Witchstone? Who the fuck is Gabriel? And Lavinia will just kind of like roll her eyes like, Shh, I shouldn't have said that. And she'll be like, uh. I, I don't know nothing about Witchstone. It, it, that stuff makes you sterile or something, I think. <laughs> oh, no, I had, a, I had a total brain fart myself, so. It's all right. This is a very intense scene. (laughs) You know more about where she goes out of town. I know that she uses the sewers. And I know that I'm not allowed to go there. No one else is. She's heard her boars. It's all in there. It's a a little hut. I I found it outside once. It's it's a ways. I I could show you. If you want, is is we followed it once? Just a general direction that we can follow. Is is serious? It's like a maze, you know. Could get lost. I gotta see, you know the. I gotta yeah. feel the wind. You let my friend go, and I'll I'll take you. I think that's a good idea. And Lavinia will go and uh. Stem the his finger. Ah, and he like makes a kind of a whiny seven year old boy when you like you pour peroxide on a. <laughs> ah, ow! Sophia will go over to the the friend, okay, and just sort of hold her weapon up to you know kind of near his head, and then turn around to Grizz. You promised that you would not tell Conlon or anyone else of this encounter. Can you promise that your man here will not either? Ain't gonna fucking say anything. Isn't that right? I, I ain't gonna say nothing. Nope, didn't say nothing. I just got drunk, fell down. I don't know what happened. Nope, didn't say nothing. Don't know nothing at all. Prove you won't. I'll throw him a knife. Well... I'm bound, so I can't catch it. <laughs> so it, it's a Wait, knife. What? You threw him a knife. Like what? Sorry, I just thought a little Yakuza there. Give me a finger. <laughs> oh, 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 I don't want to lose a finger. The tip of your ear. Uh, okay. Go ahead. He's bound, so if you unbind him, right. he's like... I'll just trim it a little, like, half inch. Uh, 
like six corruption for mutilating. Right. <laughs> and we'll, we'll kick him out of here. Okay. As he's as he's leaving, he's like, oh, oh, "I'll see you later, Chris." Oh. <laughs> he leaves. Okay. All right. We'll pick this man up and have him lead us to where the so-called hut is. Okay. So, uh, you start moving around in the sewers a bit, and a couple times, you're like, oh, he was it left or right? I can't remember. You got law on you. Just uh, show him some law. I can't. He's like, I think it was here. And yeah, we'll light up some lanterns. Different intersections. He like thinks for a while, uh, but eventually he takes you to a dead end. He's like, Yeah, this is it right there, right there, on this stone. And you see, like, there's a, a fairly large stone that's kind of covering this dead end. It looks just like it literally just looks like a cave end, like nothing special. But there's like this fairly large stone, the same basic color as the caves itself but yeah you need to like move it at all yeah you just just pull it uh, i mean i didn't go in it i think they just pull it away i'll try and give it a shove yeah you just move pull, up whatever just move up you pull it aside and you can see that there's a kind of a crawl space and through it we crawl mm-hmm. lead the way 